0: Podcast I said welcome to welcome to the dirty sports podcast with Andy Ruth the Angel Pray Welcome to Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Dennis Beach, California, with my co host, Joey No Chill
2: Coming to you live, live. Not just live, but really live, Andy. All the way live. Let's hope. Let's hope. How are you, Andy?
1: I'm tired. I'm fatigued.
2: You're fatigued? Didn't you just spend all day yesterday napping with my dog? I took one nap. <laughs> I texted you because I like texted you for a uh like an update. Just so like how's everything? And then you didn't get back to me. I'm like, oh God. He's like running around the neighborhood. The dog got out, he's escaped. You're like, we fell asleep on the couch together. Mid baseball game. How's Maggie? How's how's my girl?
1: Maggie needs to step up her
2: uh excitement level. I'm not gonna lie, like she's like a stoner dog. She is totally. Did she started running around late though, right? Late, she started running around, and then then at, she was wild when I got home.
1: And at one point, in the she realized I had toes. Oh yeah, like it like it was a boom, an epiphany, and she's and then she was wanting to gnaw my toes and then my hands, and I was like, "Come on, yeah, actually bite like
2: yeah." It's like well, the, I've, I've trained her not to bite, so I'm I'm working on that. So thanks for coming in, being all Uncle Andy, like start biting shit. I'm like bite my hands, bite it. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's why she was being like she was slightly very gently gnaw her yeah, teeth.
2: Cuz she was she was getting a little she's getting a little snappy there for a while.
1: We didn't go for a walk though.
2: No. You can take her for a walk today. I'll bring her over bring her over on the leash.
1: I mean, chick magnet for sure.
2: Oh, I'm telling you. Walk around with her when she's not like wanting to walk on the leash and then you just like have to pick her up and girls are just going to you're going to end up putting chicks on the leash and dragging them back here. Like, I'll put the dog in the bathroom.
1: Hey, I, I'm, not, I'm not mad about that. Yeah. So, we got lots of
2: sports to talk right now. Can't wait to talk lots of sports.
1: We got tons of stuff to talk. I saw our boy Damo sent us, like, a, a message. Because today you have NFL game, Major League Baseball playoffs, NBA, and hockey.
2: Got to get that hockey in there. The four majors. <laughs> <laughs> also, High believe they're playing Highly down in Florida.
1: Yeah. Right. Lacrosse in uh, New By Hampshire. By the way, can
2: I just say, it's that time of year again where all the sports are playing. And football, like, no one says anything. Baseball, no one says anything. There's a real divide once basketball hockey season comes. The people who are like, fuck, NBA trash. The, they're they're my favorite people, I think of all the hot takes that's my favorite, but what is that rationale on that? The rationale is i mean th- to to be completely honest, the rationale is super athletes i uh, like offend me, and I truly don't I'd rather watch like like it's the people who are like soccer.
1: let's just call it out, yeah, let's call it out when you say. It's white people. It's unathletic white people.
2: Yeah, who like, just like, oh, it's, you know what, you know what I've noticed, like, a, a, a real criticism is, is like, it's just so lazy. Guys, here's the deal. When freak athletes do freak athlete things, it looks really easy. It looks really easy. The, the reason hockey players skate like this is because they're fucking Ruther you no, know what i mean
1: hold on I, I I'm gonna disagree there those guys are all athletes too
2: they're fucking they're marathon runners they're like they're like they're guys who run like uh, the, the eight hundred meter
1: I would disagree with that
2: they're all fucking five nine that's not, all, that's not, all look like they're going really hard no. oh oh all we're,
1: we're, the we're time to bring Alexis in here for that that's I don't think that's true okay I just i think you're wrong there okay. They're athletes, dude.
2: Yeah, they're they're endurance athletes. Oh, but that, that do it for two minutes at a time. Are
1: are, are we are we really having this conversation? Now? Like, look at me defending hockey. Have you ever tried to to skate at the speed the way these guys move? Those guys are for athletes
2: for upwards of three minutes consecutively before somebody else goes. Like, like think about that in any other sport Yeah, exactly.
1: How often do they play a basketball game 3 minutes consecutively without stoppage of play?
2: Right, but how or often football? How often in basketball is like are they like, look, we're going to have the LeBron team and then we're going to have the other team, and then we're going to have the other team cuz god forbid one guy would play. It's come on.
1: I'm going to disagree with you on this one. 100% okay. man.
2: Okay. It's like soccer.
1: I'm not saying Dude, those guys are athletes too. Yeah. You you lost me already, Prana. You lost.
2: They're athletes. Me. It's just the the idea. What, what what bothers me is the idea. The like the calling out of like the the idea that the the NBA is some sort of like a lazy like like not exciting. It's like guys, they're doing stuff. To the they're they're doing stuff that nobody does. No, the only reason they're there is because they can do it, and no one else can do it.
1: I'm not disagreeing with you there, but I'm also saying these guys couldn't do the NHL players couldn't do what the NBA players and the NBA players couldn't do what the NHL guys do. That's all I'm saying. You think they could? I think you I th- you you think you think LeBron James or Kevin Durant's going to go out there on skates? I'm Here, just saying. Here's what
2: I'm going to here's what I'm going to do again. Just as far as athletes go, give me fifty randomly selected NBA players and fifty randomly selected hockey players, and then we'll do a decathlon. The top fifty that finish in that decathlon are going to be forty NBA players and ten hockey players, and the bottom fifty are going to be. Ten NBA players and forty hockey players.
1: I don't know if it would be that one sided, and I'm not saying that NBA players aren't arguably the greatest athletes. I, I, look, I'm just saying I think you're downplaying the athletic ability of. It's professional cool, hockey. hockey great, players.
2: enjoy it. But you know what? You know what? I never see like I never see people going like, this, this is the ultimate. Uh, this is the ultimate like show of your hand. You never see NBA people going like hockey trash. You never see it. You know why? Because no one gives a shit. Like good, good, go play hockey. The defensiveness from the hockey fan out there of how bad and how people, how dare people watch the NBA? It's like, well, everybody watches the NBA. Hockey's currently playing on fucking HGTV during the playoffs.
1: Man, you are coming out hot against. I just, I
2: just think it's, I just. I hate to see the fucking fan it, it bothers me. It bothers me to see the troll fan who you're like, why are you so butthurt? Let people enjoy what they enjoy. Go enjoy hockey. Go enjoy go, go enjoy five, nine guys going hard for three minutes at a time and then needing a rest. Go for it. Enjoy it. I go for it. I do whatever you want. But like the butthurtness of the like uh it's lazy, no one plays defense, no one, blah, 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 everybody travels. Everybody who says that are people who have never stepped on a basketball court and have no idea that those are the best athletes in the world. They are. They're the best athletes in the world. All right. There you have it. So, welcome to Hockey Season, welcome to Hockey Basketball season everybody.
1: Apparently, we're never talking hockey again on this show.
2: I'm not sure we are, because you know why? We, we how many years have we tried, Andy? How many years do we have Alexis as the hockey correspondent?
1: Well, I actually had a long phone call with her about 10 days did ago. Did she do two
2: full seasons with us? No.
1: She came in like January
2: of two 20, seasons ago.
1: 2017 and then last year.
2: Okay. And then before that, we had hockey correspondents
1: I mean, let's let's put that in,
2: yeah. in air quotes. But we've tried. But now I'm like, why why am I trying? What am I trying for? So f- fucking cheddar dick racists can fucking love our show. Great, I don't care. Like I was I was reading all the NBA. Too. i was so excited the NBA Dude, was back last night. So,
1: someone triggered you clearly. Yeah,
2: I go under a tweet and somebody's <laughs> like NBA trash. Why don't you guys ESPN? Why don't you report on the fucking Penguins game? Because no one cares. That's why. It's it's the same thing as why do fucking TV shows get canceled? Because people don't watch them. Why is your net? Why is your fucking playoffs running on Home and Garden Network?
1: NBC Sports.
2: Yeah, that's the actual network. But no, they had fucking last year. What what were they on? It was like on, it was on golf. They were showing. NHL playoff games on golf TV. You sure about that? Yes. Golf TV.
1: I thought all, uh, well, first of all, NBC has the contract with NBC owns
2: golf TV. So they're like, all right, we're not going to put it on NBC. No,
1: that's not true. A lot of games are on
2: NBC. The finals. That's not
1: true. You're just wrong there. Okay. They do, they do special nights all the time. First of all, on the weekends, they do hockey games all the time on NBC. Okay. And weeknights, too, during playoffs. You're, you're, I'm telling you, you're just wrong there. You have you have put me in this
2: position weekend, to Weekend weekend playoff games? That's when you're making the big that's when you're yeah, making the big stage. You've
1: put me in this position to vehemently defend hockey, which is hilarious. I don't know anything about hockey.
2: You know what was on last night on you're, ESPN? You're just mad because somebody somebody got you all triggered and worked up, bro. I just think it's offensive. Well, they're just idiots. Just don't be just don't be a, don't you, be a sports fan. You know what
1: that person is? That person It's really
2: hard to drive a race car, actually. It's like please stop it.
1: Well, that person who is so anti NBA, right, Joe, and who for some reason has this beef with basically black people at yeah. the end of the day, I'm just, I'll just call. it. But no, but all it it's
2: it's all it's they they go they go down such a deep. Like but, they'll go, oh, cool, yeah, Warriors are gonna win again. I don't remember the Warriors winning four straight like the fucking Islanders. I don't remember the fucking. Warriors winning. Like, how many times do we have? We have a Oilers, an Islanders, a Penguins, a fucking forever. Every every few years there's a hockey team that wins all of the fucking things. Like, oh, cool. Let's see what happens while the Warriors win again. All right, well, look. Trash hockey
1: fans. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah. I didn't I didn't think we were gonna start the show that way.
2: Which, I, w- I wanted to get it out of the way right away. Which up front. is fine. But- we're not doing hockey updates this year. Fuck off. Whoa, you just decided that? You decided it.
1: I didn't necessarily end it. I, I told you I had a phone call with Alexis. We're we're gonna maybe possibly do some things, but like Great. she
2: can call and she can call and defend hockey.
1: I, I'm sure she will now. Yeah, that's a fact. But this is the person. Let me just sum up that person. That person who says NBA next trash. Year, next
2: time the Kings win a, the Stanley Cup, I got to go find one of the parties because then what I'm gonna do? I'm like, can I just hold the cup? And then I'm gonna hold it above my head. Until hockey players stand on each other's shoulders to get it.
1: All right. Well, anyway, the NBA did start. Yes. But the big thing I want to talk about, because w- we don't usually go into it till Christmas. The big thing I want to talk about is this is big news that the NBA D League will now pay elite players. This is huge.
2: Yeah. Basically, they're letting me commish without letting me commish. Like how, how long was I saying just have a minor that we have to take care of the completely ridiculous college basketball system. And, and honestly, the NCAA system in general, forcing guys to go play there as a minor league to the NBA. Um, uh, here's another trigger moment under that Woj tweet that I sent you, everybody, every fucking millennial shithead. Is coming with a Le- Levar Ball. I know. Did it. I but know. Guys. I know. Levar Ball has nothing to do with this. Literally nothing.
1: Well, here's where it's interesting. I end up reading the article that detailed everything. They're going to pay the elite. This isn't everybody. I just want everybody to be aware of this. They're going to pay the elite. Basically, those top ten guys who go to the Dukes, Kentucky's, North Carolinas, etc. Those guys can make 125k.
2: So, sort of a but the but the salary sort of a salary cut from going to Kentucky.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so, but, they'll, so they'll be making less money. However, the normal salary as of now for the f- it's a five month league in the D League. I'm sorry, G League now.
2: Yeah, G League.
1: In the G League is thirty five grand. So,
2: but a lot of guys have NBA contracts that are in the G League. True. So, but that's great. I mean, I think. Give these guys an option. If you want to go play, you're you're not only able to go play against other guys who are 18, 19, 20, but you're able to go against guys who are older, maybe we're on teams and fell off. Like you're getting to see how these guys compete against not NBA guys, but almost NBA guys. Do
1: you know what the average age is? In that article I read, the average age, actually, the G League is 25. Yeah. So it's, it's not the youngest guy. It's like that mid-level
2: right. as far as age. Yeah. It's guys it's young guys and guys who have been in the league for a few years or been on a roster and then they're but trying what, to see if they are worthy to keep around. Do you
1: know what's interesting? It's gonna be interesting about this, I also read was they said some of the stud recruits and, and, and you know, top prospects might not do it and still go to college because it could also hurt their stock. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like let's say you're let's say you're rated the number three overall guy. And then you dominate college. But like you said, these are professional, these are guys who played in the league. Let's say then you go play in the G League and they're like, whoa, there's a lot of holes in your game. It could also hurt stock.
2: Yeah, but theoretically, you that happens to guys in college too, and they get a pass. Like you watch guys in college and you're like, oh, he's not very good, but like he projects as this and this and this. They're still gonna be 18 years old. Yeah. So it it would be the same thing i i honestly don't know why if your goal is to go to the nba other than perception that college basketball is something that one should do wouldn't do this like if i were a guy who was advising an 18 year old who's a top 10 and he was like i don't i'm not about trying to get a fucking education i'm about trying to i'm go go to this like be coached by real coaches be around real players like again this is the same criticism i have of college basketball in general would you rather a guy who's making a career out of shaping young basketball players to play in the nba or john calipari who gives zero fucks about you once you're there his only goal is recruit the best players hope they play really well hope he wins Make more like I'm not even sure fucking championships matter to John Calipari. He just wants to get paid over and over. Just keep getting the best recruits and keep getting paid and keep getting the best recruits and keep getting paid in your in the D-League. These guys are like, we're trying to get you ready for the NBA.
1: Yeah, well, we're at a crossroads um, with all this stuff, which I think is good because it's it's giving it's giving power back to the athlete. And and we might as well just tie the story in now. It's like the Nick Bosa thing. Yeah. I mean this is all news. So if you guys didn't see, I'm sure you did if you're a sports fan. Nick Bosa dropped out of Ohio State. Good. So he's right now the projected number 1 overall pick. I mean his brother obviously Joey number 3 pick. He just got good football blood in that family. So he hurt himself the TCU game, which I believe was the second game of Ohio State season and yeah, he basically said, "Why am I going to go back?" risk injury, I'm going to have my own trainers, my own doctors, I'm going to rehab for the April NFL Draft, and it's funny, you talk about all these, like, NBA is trash, I think it's that same type of person, I was reading the comments, you should see these people, quitter,
2: fuck you, Boza, I mean, again... This this goes to... As
1: if, real quick, as if Urban Meyer or Ohio State or the NCAA, as if they give a shit about Bosa. Of course he, he should do what's in his best interest.
2: Right. Of course they don't give a shit about him. But here's what people that care about Ohio State football don't get. Is that nobody is there to be a fucking Buckeye. Exactly. Nobody. Not Urban, not the players, it's a business. Not the fucking equipment guy. They're they all have. It's all about them making money. Yes, that's it. No one cares. Only you care. Only you as a fan cares about Ohio State at all. Long gone. I mean, look in the NBA and the NFL and like, how often do you see guys? Do you remember back in the day when you'd watch? You know college game day or you'd watch, I mean, not that long ago, Tim Brown's like Notre Dame standing and Desmond Howard's like Michigan state and, and fucking Robert Smith and all these guys now, like who's mentioning their school anymore? Well, Chris Carter. No,
1: to a degree I would, or to an extent I would disagree because as you do see guys like at games, like, That's
2: that's a completely different thing.
1: What, being on the sideline? Yeah,
2: being on the— So Will Will Ferrell goes to the fucking sideline, too. I know,
1: but I'm saying I see guys on the sideline all the time. Yeah.
2: That's, like, a thing to do. Like, oh, I remember when I was at Texas and fucking McConaughey was on the sideline. So now I'm going to—now that I'm Kevin Durant, I'm going to go back. You were there for one year. How much did you really love Austin, Texas? Yeah. You're from Maryland. You went to Austin, Texas for one season— and then you left immediately. How much did you love being a Longhorn?
1: Well, I think the, that is the point, is that, guys, if you're mad at, like, a Bosa or any of these guys who don't go to college for basketball or whatever it is, they have to look out for themselves. And you're seeing it more. I mean, you
2: see it, like, you even see it, like, it's just so fraudulent. Like, somebody, like, Kyrie mentioned Duke the other day. It's like, dude, you played 12 games. You played 12 games at Duke. Like. yeah. You're not a Duke Blue Devil. You're a fucking guy who used Mike Sheshewski and the Duke program to be the number one overall pick.
1: More guys are gonna do this though. And we saw, you know, a lot of them like Christian McCaffrey didn't play in the bowl game. A lot of these guys didn't play in the bowl games. I don't know if you remember, and Clowney almost didn't play his last year. Yeah. He said he was just gonna sit out until he was old enough.
2: I think I think this is a good thing that the NBA and the G League are doing. And hopefully it gets the ball rolling on other leagues. Other leagues. Yeah. Having a development program, whether it be regional, okay, you live in Texas. Do you wanna be on the Texans practice squad? Here's what it'll here's how it works. Like because these guys are gonna go into the G League, then they're gonna be able to get drafted. They're not gonna be any sort of, you know, whatever. Like they're not gonna be some sort of property of a team.
1: Yeah. I like it again because it's it's giving more po- overall. It's giving more power to young athletes who have been walked all over. Yeah, they have the, the young athlete, the star, especially the star, the star young athlete in football, and basketball has been absolutely used and abused. And please don't come at me about this education shit.
2: It's it's go, go talk to somebody who plays football in Alabama. Well, but that's my my, my thing is you can't you pick a fucking lane. Okay, if it's about the education, then no. If you decide you want the education. Now this is giving an opportunity to basketball players. You want money and you want to just play basketball? Go to the G League. You want to be a student athlete? Go to Duke. Go to Kentucky. Go to wherever. This idea that now you're going to be able to, oh, oh, uh, you know, why shouldn't these guys get paid? Why shouldn't they? They're earning so much money. for No. No, well, fuck now, you. Well now they have opportunities. Yeah. It, go go earn money. You want to earn money? Go earn money. You want you the, the I I hope that this makes them come down even harder and more strict on the guys who go and try to get money to play at a school and not go to class. No. This is what we need. We need options. You don't want to be a student? You want to be an athlete? Go be an athlete. Yeah. You want to go? You want to pretend that you care about Ohio State, then go to fucking class. And, yes, you don't get any money. You don't get any perks. You get a degree for playing football. That's what you get that you would not otherwise get. Go. Here are the two paths. Here's a fork in the road. Pick your path. It's We have to get rid of this blurry line of, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go and do it for one year, and who cares? And it's like, no. Well, fuck I th- you. I think in about the next three to five years, especially—I
1: I believe I think it's as early as 2022 when the one-and-done rule can be basically over.
2: What I also don't understand, I've never understood, and, and there's really no explanation for it from, like, a legal standpoint, is why American athletes can't do these things. But if you're a foreign athlete, you never know what the fuck you want. You're like—if you're, you're a 15-year-old soccer player— man you will sign you tomorrow but if you're in the u.s it's like well you got to go to school or you got to do this or you got to do that like baseball players you have to get in the draft unless you're dominican then you could be on the expos like vlad guerrero was when he was 11 and t- for his certificate to, to say he was 40 <laughs> and then they're like they're like oh my god julio Franco's 109 in the big leagues yeah <laughs> okay or is he we have no fucking idea it's all about control. That's why yeah, it's ridiculous. It's all,
1: it's all- the, the NCAA is is such a billion dollar business. It's all about control. That's all it is. Yeah. This is going to. Ch- I'm telling you, this is going to change everything. All these things happening within football and basketball will change the landscape in the next five years. I want to say before we move on to Major League Baseball playoff talk, the dirty sports bump is real. Who got the bump? He got the bad dirty sports bump. Kobe,
2: oh Kobe! You got the dent. You got the the Ruther dent.
1: Well, no, I would say the bump. We were whining. Both you and I were whining how he's gotten this weird free pass.
2: Yeah, but I mean, what? Like, I didn't read the story, but I saw the headline. His movie's not in like a film festival. It's not.
1: A, it's, <laughs> not a, it's not a. Ma- it's not a major thing, but it's it's finally something. Basically, an animation film festival dropped Kobe from speaking. All I'm gonna say is this: This is what we were talking about. Yeah. Basically, they're saying, "Look, dude, you were charged with rape in 20 or 2003. We don't want you speaking in our film festival because people cried about it.
2: Great. Good. I I honestly think it's maybe we can be the Hannibal Burris of this story, like. Bill Cosby was just out raping people and everybody knew about it. And then Hannibal Buress did a set. Somebody put it on YouTube and now Cosby's in jail. Like Kobe is a garbage person. Like I've never understood at all. And by the way, Kobe's a garbage person with or without the rape. He was all, he was always a garbage person.
1: mentality.
2: Fucking selfish and asshole throwing teammates, coaches, everybody under the bus being a piece of trash. Like this, like, let's get the ball rolling on fuck Kobe, because who are you people? Well,
1: talk to the worldwide leader in sports. ESPN sure it doesn't care. No. ESPN, who loves pushing left-wing politics, so picks and chooses, and suddenly like, oh, no. Wait, we're very left-wing and liberal, but not when it comes to a guy who settled out of court. Guys, for the record, that's what he did. He claimed he claimed no guilt, but he settled out of court.
2: Again, read the Deadspin article that said, why isn't Kobe Bryant a pariah? He admits to raping her. Are you sure? Cause, cause- read the story. He says, in retrospect, I understand now that she did not give consent. He's saying, in retrospect, looking back, I now realize that I had sexual relations with a person that did not consent to it. What you're saying is i looking back, I raped somebody.
1: Well, we'll see what happens, but you're right. maybe this is a step again, all Joe and I are looking for guys is people to not be hypocrites that's all that's all we're just we, you, this whole pick and choose when it comes to deciding who should be cast to the fire, it just it just doesn't make any sense, and we're, and we're sick of seeing it.
2: I mean, it, it's all it's all over the place. I mean, we talk about being in comedy. I, I've said on numerous occasions, Louis C.K. is a fucking scumbag. I was off the Louis C.K. train before this even came out. I don't need to hear. Uh, Eleven different specials that you jerk off. We get it. You're a fucking ball ginger that has absolutely no effort whatsoever. Gives no effort whatsoever to stay in shape. We get it. You jack off. I was already on the fucking backlash, but that, now people are going. He's not. He's not mentioning it when he goes on stage. He's not talking about it. He's not saying a sorry for what happened. It's like th- every time Kobe Bryant does a Nike commercial. For the Mamba fucking pyramid, he's gotta be like, I'm sorry that I raped somebody. Now onto the fucking thing. It's like he raped somebody. He didn't jerk off in front of somebody. He admits to raping somebody.
1: Kobe. All right, baseball playoffs. Wanna to get to it? Sure. Not going how we planned, Prano.
2: How's, uh, what do you mean? Eh. Not going how, who, for the teams we were rooting for? Yeah, I mean, we are well, both rooting for the Strohs and Brewers. Yeah, Strohs are in trouble. Brewers are going back home. They have two games at home. I mean, you don't want to go back home down a game. But it it is lined up as if they had one, two at home and then lost three on the road. Like, it's the same thing. They they have home field advantage. Sure. Um Kershaw's done. Kershaw pitched five. So, you know, the Brewers certainly uh they're back both teams backs against the wall, but they've just got to win two at home. So what how, do you, what the, do we, the Astros have to win three in a row? Well, before we get to the Shroes, let's talk about
1: the Dodgers series. Okay. Yeah. First of all, most recently, what do we make of Craig Council's move? Yesterday.
2: I kind of, like... To to have Wade Miley pitch one batter. At first, I didn't understand it, and I wasn't a fan of it. But, like, when... Is it cheap? No. Why is it cheap?
1: Well, that was a big... I know you were driving down to San Diego yesterday. That was a big discussion on air with John Smoltz and Joe Buck. Because baseball... This is my one. This is always my one knock on baseball. These fucking, oh, the unwritten rule and all this, you know, this like, that's how you but, play the
2: game. But is that an unwritten rule?
1: They, that's what they were discussing.
2: I don't know about that unwritten rule. They were
1: basically saying there's a reason you have to give your lineups.
2: Yeah. And he did. And his starting pitcher was in it. And he started. Well, Dave Roberts is pulling his guys after. He, he's... He's taking David Freeze out look in the I'm, second inning day. I'm yet. not
1: saying it's a dick move personally. Right. I'm just saying what they were discussing. And, and it's this scenario of well then where does this lead? Are our teams gonna say, Oh, these like are they just gonna start changing everything up to basically play this chess match all the time now? Well,
2: you can't do it, right? Like you Miley was burned. When he came out of that game, he was done. There's no going back in. So if that game goes seventeen innings and you need every hand on deck, like the game before went 13, who who did this help? Didn't help the Brewers, helps the Dodgers. You took one guy completely out of their pitching staff yeah. after one batter. The The chess match is, and why I liked it a little bit, was Dave Roberts continues to... Move guys all over the fucking place, back guys, and like, but start David Freeze every day, take him out in the second inning, out of the bench, completely out of his bench by the fucking seventh, playing the righty lefty matchup to disgusting levels. And Craig Council realized that and goes, So if I start a lefty, is he gonna fucking put an all righty lineup? Because that giant fucking notebook that he carries around in his back pocket, tells him that that's what he's supposed to do? Well, then why don't I do that? This guy's going to start game six for me. Like, I don't love it because of the prep that you're putting your pitcher through. Like, how did Miley warm up for the game? How did the other dude warm up for the game? He's obviously not warming up in the bullpen prior to the game. Like, he's not going through a regular pregame. I mean, Woodruff ended up pitching pretty well. Yeah, he did. So... In that regard, it worked. That would be what I would be scared about as a as a manager. It was like I'm gonna, basically I'm essentially having a guy start a game without him being able to go through a regular preparation to start a game. Yeah, does that make sense? Other than that, I don't really like if that had burned him out. I'm like, well, that's what you get for fucking being like, just kidding. You're the starter, but you're not allowed to warm up. Um, but other than that, I kind of liked it because. In that series, Council's just going basically full bullpen games every game. He has to. Yeah.
1: Cuz the Dodgers are way deeper.
2: Well, he's going full but he doesn't have starters. Yeah. He doesn't have he doesn't have legit starters. His two legit starters that are left are Miley and Cisne who are going to have 6 and 7. And they were the only two that gave him good games in the series so far. So, he's having to go full bullpen games and Dave Roberts is doing this react—I don't understand—I just—I don't care if Dave Roberts wins the next 10 World Series. I don't understand his, like— Dude, the Dodgers, let me ask this.
1: Because you you can see this with sports sometimes, any sport. Do they have too much depth, too much talent? Because when I watch those no, games— there's no such thing. There isn't? Because when no. I watch those games, I almost say, you've got a lot of good players. Who the fuck do you
2: play? Play— the, the answer is very simple. Play a fucking starting eight every day and then use your depth. Like, you can use your depth as the game goes on so easily. You What, what the Dodgers can do, they could essentially be an American League lineup and have a rotating DH. They could have eight guys... And every time that pitcher spot came up in the order, they could bat Kemp if it's a lefty. They can bat Jock Peterson if it's a righty. They can bat Max Muncy if it's another righty. They can bat fucking Puig. Like, have a li- The idea, and I've said it, I said it on Dirty Slides the other day after Brian Dozier had the big hit in game three or whatever it was. Brian Dozier is the only second baseman on your roster. By definition, what position? Go to Brian Dozier's Wikipedia page. It says second base. He's a, a fucking... Play him. Play him at second base. Yesterday, guys are moving Chris Taylor from center field to left field to second base to right field to center field to... This it like... He's taking advantage of the depth he has, but... It's just too much. It's
1: like musical chairs. Yeah. With his lineup.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's To be honest, it's in a way tough to follow. I'm like, what is happening here?
2: David Freeze. Like, David Freeze is a great example of a guy. Here's what the Brewers are doing that the Dodgers aren't doing. And it worked yesterday. Every game, Curtis Granderson sits on the Brewers bench the whole game. Yeah. Until the eighth or the ninth inning, pinch hits when they need a big hit, yeah, and they come up. Curtis Granderson is a veteran player who's played in World Series, who's played in fucking playoff games, who's played all around the league, who's been a power hitter, who's been a what? Like, you know that you can put him up in the eighth, and he's going to have a good at bat. Exactly. He good. David Freeze gets one at bat, and then gets taken out in the second inning. Because they brought a like a fucking radiant, you just burn David Freeze, just burning a vet with postseason experience and success. I don't get it.
1: Well, let's talk about Machado.
2: I mean, I've heard all year, people love Chase Utley on that team. He's the he's the he's the father of the team. He's taking all these guys under their wing. I I tweeted it the other day, and I I 100% meant it. I have unrealistically been like, you know what, though? Like, if the Mets could get Machado, though, now I'm like, fuck that. That was, it was 100% dirty, and it was actually dirtier than it looked. People are focusing too much on his foot dragging against Aguilar's foot. That wasn't his goal. You can see it. He sp- he could have dragged his right foot across Aguilar easily. He chop steps at the last minute. He, he could easily go to the bag with his right foot. Instead, he takes a short step with his right foot and then comes back with his left foot, the one closest to Aguilar, and he dips his knee. So what's his goal? His goal was to have his... The front of his knee hit the back of Aguilar's knee because Aguilar wasn't stre- Ooh, stretched out. That'd be fucking—that'd
1: be, that'd be bad, bad play, bro.
2: It's That's dirty. Again, this is—you can—attempted uh, murder. That's what he—that's that, what it is. Attempted murder, you go to jail, just like you go to jail for murder. Like, if you beat a dude to death—like, if you beat a dude close to death with a club— And you're like, I'm going to fucking kill you. You get attempted murder. You don't just get assault. He's being charged right now with assault for dragging his foot against this guy's thing. He wasn't trying to do that. You can see he dips. He's trying to get a full leg-on-leg contact. But in the end, he doesn't get there with his knee, so he drags his foot. And even that's dirty. And people are like, oh, move your foot. No, he was so fucking out. It's just a dirty play, and shout out to Yelich for get, saying "dirty play" by a dirty player, and then saying "fuck that motherfucker." Like that has to be how a guy like that is called out. And shout out to A Rod for in the post game shitting all over himself and criticizing Machado, saying "I I was embarrassed when I did the karate chop." and it's the it, it it makes me sick and it makes me cringe to watch that clip now when i did that cuz i was caught up in the game and i was going to do anything it took to win but then he goes but you know what i never tried to hurt somebody he tried to hurt him he's a fucking dirtbag he's a fucking scumbag he's he's again chase utley tried to break a dude's leg and did break a dude's leg machado tried to break a dude's leg and dragged his foot across his heel it's the same intent.
1: Can we talk about the Fox crew for a minute? Love them. They're good. We got A Rod, Big Poppy, Frank Thomas. Now and,
2: Oh, don't forget D train. Dontrell
1: Willis. Oh, yeah. Of course Dontrell, but I'm saying like the main three. Dontrell's good. Uh, but 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 here's what I want to say. Well, first of all, R. I. P. Pete Rose. Pete Pete Rose was good.
2: R. I. P. Pete Rose. R. I. P. Keith Hernandez. Yeah. But we gotta talk about Big Poppy. It's <laughs> I joked I joked the other day, like, what is the closed captioning person doing? I don't understand half the shit he says. This guys,
1: we're just being real. Like, David Ortiz, you can't understand a fucking word he's saying.
2: He doesn't have a great grasp on English. No. And then he's wearing like two earpieces. And they're blinged out. And what is what is happening in those earpieces? Is he getting the English translation for words? I I said like you're you're watching him, and then you watch Frank Thomas. I love watching Frank you, Thomas. Frank Thomas can't. <laughs> uh, Frank Thomas is just <laughs> blinking guy. He's meme. a gigantic black blinking guy. <laughs> he's like I don't understand what this dude's saying, and watching it. You know, what watching Poppy reminds me of watching Poppy reminds me of like watching Marley Matlin in a movie or on a TV when <laughs> like <laughs> like that. And then doing it with the Spanish like that, <laughs> I don't understand. It's like, oh, and right, remember when you play on the the junkie? <laughs> you play on the junkie to and then you coming there and you remember game them. And I'm like, are they? What is they doing? David and then, Ortiz is Spanish. Marley Matlin. Yeah. It's like, oh, A when you remember when the LDS when you come in the play and they're doing that chopping thing? <laughs> that was like what Manny Machado doing on first base, man. He hit the leg. It's just like when the time you come down, you uh, already chopping and make the Miyagi style. <laughs> I couldn't believe when you did. I was in the dugout and I was like, did A Rod just me the Miyagi, couple of kite, kick him? <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, this. Dude, gotta be gotta be lagging with these Reds are doing in the Astros. You're like, what the fuck is happening, dude? It is so entertaining. It must be hard for like even Spanish people, like who who understand. Like it has to be just as incoherent to people who fucking are of Latin descent. Do
1: you think? And I was wondering this. Do you think him and A Rod offset speak to each other in
2: English or Spanish? It's got to be Spanish, right? right? That's what I was thinking. Like, A-Rod can't be worse at Spanish than Big Poppy is at English. Well,
1: A-Rod's fluent in Spanish.
2: Right. But this,
1: this is what I think is so funny. A-Rod, this is why I love that crew. A-Rod is like your typical, very polished commentator. Yeah. Obviously, Hall of Fame career, one of the best who ever played, but speaks both English and Spanish He's like the good-looking guy. He's always dated the celebrities, played in New York. You know, he's got everything. He could not be more polished. And he's great, and he's got great commentary. I think A-Rod's always been phenomenal since he joined Fox. And then next to him, you have this guy. You know what David Ortiz is? He's the guy at the bar. You know, you go to a bar. There's like some some Mexican Raiders fan drinking Tecate. Yeah. He's just yelling shit out. That's what David Ortiz is.
2: David Ortiz It reminds me of like... Did you ever hear? Uh, did you ever watch fucking A uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou? You know the no. the. So when they did the Life Aquatic, they did a, a soundtrack for it, and it was a guy doing all David Bowie songs in Brazilian. And you listen to it, and you're like, I feel like I know all these words because I know the original songs, but then they all just come out fucking jumbled as shit because he's saying it in Portuguese. It it like, when I watch David Ortiz, I'm like, who? What person was watching, like, what person gave him an audition I was like, yep, got to hire him. When I watched Pedro. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, I was going to bring Pedro into it. He
2: you, he, he was saying ridiculous things that didn't translate properly in English. He's like, what? You, you want the gas? Buy a gas station. But I knew he was saying, oh, you want gas? Buy a gas station. That doesn't make sense. But you understand. But it. I understood what his point was. I agree. David Ortiz. I mean, the best part, honestly, is David Ortiz talks, and then Frank Thomas becomes the uh, the the puppet bear meme. You know, the bear that just turns and like <laughs> stares. <laughs> big heart, you know, you play in the big Heard. You right, you. I remember you play the in the the White Sox. You play big Heard. You you go in there, the designated and you're like, what the fuck is he say? and Frank Thomas is just like.
1: But you know what? This is what I think that, that's, that was their angle. This is the only logical explanation. The person who hires David Ortiz to do commentary says this. We don't understand what the hell he's saying. Frank Thomas, A-Rod are not going to understand him. But it's going to keep people like you and me. I always watch the post-game show. I at least have it on in the background. Simply because I want to see the reaction of the crew when Big Poppy speaks. Do you think that's their move? They said, dude, we're gonna keep people around. We're gonna keep the ratings high because people don't understand him, and they love seeing big hurt give blinking guy meme.
2: I mean big hurt just- a big hurt becomes just a statue. He's just like <laughs> he never knows when he's done talking. He never knows his point's done you know dude
1: you know, you know what the best part is? David Ortiz started playing ball in the states for Minnesota in nineteen ninety seven yeah Look, guys, this isn't me knocking someone who comes from a different country. This is me saying this. He's been in America for 21 years. Yeah. Take yourself. If you went and you lived in a different country for 21 years, of course you'd still have the American accent. But, dude, I lived in Spain for four months.
2: Yeah. The, the- What would be, like, the equivalent of, like, I can't even imagine the equivalent of speaking, in Eng- speaking with an English accent accent the way or an american accent in spanish the way he does yeah like how i couldn't even do an impression of somebody trying to speak spanish as so awkwardly as that that's what i'm saying if you lived in a different country for 21 years Man, I don't lie the game. Break out the You know, I like you're is he? I think he's deaf. I think that, that's what I've figured out. He doesn't have, he's not great at speaking English, and he's deaf. That why does he have two hearing aids? He's Marley Matlin,
1: he's Spanish Marley Matlin. Yeah, and they're blinged out, which is what I love. Yeah, turns out David Ortiz is deaf. I mean. I'm surprised the people of Boston understood him when he did his, this is our fucking city, after the bombing. They didn't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they just he, was just, he was just in the stadium, and they were like, and now David Ortiz is like, this is our fucking city. And they're like, yeah! This, this. So one more time for everybody to hear proper. This is, this is, this is our This is our city. They're like, yeah! (laughs) Uh, You're just doing hand signals for everything? Well, let's talk the... Do you know sign language? Please, help me with this. Big heart. Sign language.
1: Let's talk ALCS. Astros find themselves in a 3-1 hole. Last night's game was or game. Graham. Last night's game was very entertaining. Yeah. Those two defensive plays at the end.
2: And also, let's not forget the defensive play, wow, well, that that wasn't. Yeah. Well,
1: does that then fit the theory that Major League Baseball doesn't want the Astros? Dude, that I just don't get that home run call.
2: Or, There's nothing to get. There's nothing to get. It, the the balls, ball was in the stands. The
1: fan didn't reach over.
2: Yeah. Also, I, I mean, g- fantastic attempt by Mookie Betts. Timed it. Was up there. But clearly missed it. Closed his glove. Right? Well, the
1: argument that they were saying, you know, obviously I know you had a show. The argument... I that, mean,
2: I've seen 30 fucking sure. replays of it.
1: The argument that the announcers and Darling kept saying was, well, the fan closed his glove. Therefore, it's fan interference.
2: I mean... You're, he's in the stands though that there's there's they added just a few years ago now yeah the yellow line top if a ball hits and goes over sure it's over if you reach across that i mean the idea that a ball like that it's it almost is like where does that end then you know what i mean theoretically where does that end? How deep into the stands can somebody go?
1: You know who was tweeting all about that was Kate Upton. Yeah,
2: because that's right. what she,
1: she said. That why should there be any fans at the game if right. if that's the issue?
2: Yeah, have them twenty rows back. I mean, that's it's like that's why there has to be rules. And the the truth is, if you can go into the, like that's part of it, go into the stands. If you go into the stands you make a catch, great, but like, you're basically saying
1: because it's kind of confusing for me too. If you go into the stands, anything goes.
2: If somebody comes into the field of play, then it's interference. That's interference. But, but, but with that's the what game. I'm
1: saying. If you go into the stands as a player, if you're a player going into the stands, right. And they're not they're not going into your field of play, that's my point of as anything
2: goes. But then it also becomes like if you're going into the stands like what if somebody hadn't reached? What if they had just what if it had just hit them? What if what if the guy's beer well, do you know What, what pro- if he wasn't looking? Do
1: you know what the problem is here? Again, I know you had a show, but I found this very interesting watching the game last night. This was the problem. The call on the field.
2: Yeah. Was interference.
1: So the,
2: it, here it, it is. It, 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 By the way, hold on. It, real quick,
1: let me finish. It goes back to the NFL rule. So it goes back to the thing you always complain about, and that's what that's what they were discussing on the game last night. Was had he called it a home run, it would have stood as a home run. But this is one of those. Well, he called it on the, where the call on the field matters.
2: But but here's why it doesn't. Rule three point one six. No interference shall be allowed. When a fielder reaches over a fence, railing, rope, or into a stand to catch a ball, he does so at his own risk. However, should a spectator reach out on the playing field side of such fence, railing, or rope and plainly prevent a fielder from catching the ball, then the batsman should be called out for spectator's interference. That's, that's as clear as day. Yeah. That's, there's, no, there's no hole in this rule. Into the stands, no fan interference. Onto the field, fan interference. Also, can we have, a in the Dodger game, ball down the right field line, guy reached out over, clearly clipped his finger. You can see on the video, his hand out, his finger go down. Yeah. No fan interference. It's not hard. There's rules. You've made these rules. These rules were written after the playing the Orioles New York series back in the 90s, right? Jeffrey Mayer reaching over and fucking stealing a home run. Bartman, right? We have the precedent that these rules exist because of. You wrote the rules specifically. There, There is no gray area in this rule. That was not fan interference. It wasn't.
1: No, and I agree. What was,
2: and what was the final score of that game? Eight to six. And how many many runs would that homer have been? Two. It's not hard. Yeah. This isn't, there's no gray area. If you're a Red Sox fan, come at me. Tell me the gray area. Read that rule and tell me the gray area. There isn't any. He went into the stands. It begs the question, like how far then, like what if he had fucking climbed the wall, ran 30 rows back? Does somebody have to watch out for him then? No, you do so at your own risk. It's It says it in the rule. Now, I'm not making any excuses for the Astros. They're down 3-1. They're not down, you know. It, this wasn't, but the huge difference between sure. being down 3-1 and 2-2. They've got to win three games now. They have a, That's their first three-game losing streak since August. But that being said, just get it right. It's not hard. You have replay. You have it in slow motion. Doesn't matter what your call on the field was; blatantly shows that you blew the call. Eat it. Just the problem is with Major League Baseball umpires more so than any other sport, they refuse to admit when they're wrong. These games, man, they're lasting so long because of this shit.
1: These game, these are like that was like a four hour game last night.
2: The the Dodger game that night was over five. Uh in the other, in the Dodger Brewers game, it two challenges in the first inning.
1: They got to get that shit under control. I mean the games are fun to watch, but you know. It's it's like my tweet. I love by the way, that's my favorite go-to tweet. I love tweeting out the 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 chicken game of thrones when she's hot and then when she's old. Like have you noticed? Like that's my go-to. Yes, I have noticed. Like and you know I me, mean. once I take a joke, I just will fucking bury it. That's how I felt watching that game. Literally, I took a nap with your dog. Like, a, not a long nap, like a 20 minute nap. I was like, oh, this game, oh, fuck, I missed the end of the game. Nope. Eighth inning. Yeah. Woke up. Those plays at the end were amazing. I mean, that catch that, uh, fuck. Benetiendi? I was going to say, no way I can pronounce his name. Benetiendi?
2: Yeah. I us do it right? Pretty close, yeah. Benetiendi? Yeah.
1: Dude, he misses that. The game's over. They lose. Yeah. Bases were loaded.
2: Yeah. I mean, highly likely. All three the guys. The guys from first scores. All yeah. three
1: guys score on that. Yeah. You know what I miss about the Astro
2: Stadium? I miss the. Uh, the hill and the flagpole? I miss it.
1: That was such a cool, unique thing.
2: Yeah. It was just reckless and dangerous and nonsensical why they put it in there in the first place. That's I a, liked it, but. That's exactly why I liked it. Yeah.
1: Everything you just said,
2: reckless and nonsensical. But you don't want like I, I didn't mind the hill. The the flag poles being out there was stupid. Why are you putting poles in the middle of the field? They
1: should put a stripper pole in the middle of that field. And then we can get some big the, the
2: the reason that you can't have the fucking poles out there is like these umpires don't even know what to do with the rules as is with, like, fucking precedent. Yeah. Now they're going to be like, you hit a pole. What happens? Like, pfft, I don't know. Bro. Whatever I said on the field for sure is the right answer.
1: I'm telling you, robot umpires.
2: I'm, I, You know I'm all for it at this point, especially balls and strikes. Robot umpires. I'm all for it. Have a chip in the ball. If the ball changes direction, if something ticks the ball and nips the ball. We can know, did that happen while the ball was in the field of play, when it was out of the field of play? Dude,
1: we have driverless cars that can take you anywhere. You mean
2: to tell me? I mean, we don't, but. We do. Like, we keep saying that, but like, have you been in one?
1: No, but they exist.
2: Yeah. We do. I mean, robot umpires exist. I just saw, I sort of saw a robot hit a birdie on a golf course the other day. Like, they they exist too. It's just, we have to, we have to actually put them into practice.
1: Make it happen
2: this this i mean there's basically there's basically a robot umpire calling every game already that's the box that we watch, right exactly, so we have them they're just not using them well, game five is tonight.
1: Me and Maggie will be watching. she will be sleeping
2: <laughs> yeah, she'll be sleeping, you'll be watching. I was thinking, and and I know uh, it's not likely now with them down 3-1, but if the Astros make the World Series, we should go to an Astros World Series game. I want to go to Houston. I looked at tickets. Oh, shit. It's like a $150 round trip to Houston to fly. It's like nothing. They're like, like, please come to Houston. Then we just got to get tickets on SeatGeek.
1: Well, Joe the only place that we would get tickets. In fact, uh, I was on Seeky last night to get the final price for the Insane Clown Posse concert.
2: Yeah. Now, I saw you tweet yesterday. Did, is anybody going with you? Did you get any? I saw a lot of just like, this is sad. I feel bad for you. Well,
1: well, my friend Mike Nice, who wrote this is the saddest thing I read all day, texted me instantly. He goes, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And he goes, if I can make it, I will go down with you. He's like, I want to be a part of this.
2: <laughs> Who's Mike Nice?
1: So I know him. He used to do comedy back in the day, and uh, then I got reconnected with him because he's he's friends with my, you know my buddy Drew. They've known each other for years. So he used to come on uh, on Lance Bass's radio show.
2: So so he's, he might join you in the in Thin Clown Bossy show. Oh yeah, where is it? In
1: Anaheim. It's in Anaheim. In fact. If there's, no, if so, he's got some other thing that he might have to do. He's like, if I don't have to do that, I'm a hundred percent in.
2: It's funny because every time you post about it or talk about it, I'm always like, well, I could go and fill, and then I'm like, no, that's the beauty of it. I absolutely don't want to go to an Dan posse show. Well, I looked and I won the bet.
1: I looked on SeatGeek, tickets are fifty six dollars, but the best part is I get twenty dollars off. Right, Dirtballs, you guys can do that as well because everyone gets twenty dollars off their first SeatGeek purchase. If anybody wants to meet me at St. Clown Posse concert, go on SeatGeek, meet me in Anaheim, download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek Life's an event. We have the tickets and they will be uh, uh, performing with... Uh, what, what is it? Clowness Presley?
2: Yeah. Clown clownvis clownvis Presley?
1: Clownvis Presley. Amazing. I have some surprises. I'm going all out. bro. <laughs> I'm talking hair, face, everything.
2: Aren't you worried at all that like part of the whole thing is like that they all like stab each other and shit? And like mosh? Jesus Christ. I never even thought about that. That like people are just gonna be like, what's up? Clownvis Ruther. <laughs> Been expecting you! (laughs) Been following you on Twitter. And then just like throws you off a balcony?
1: Well, my biggest concern is that they know that I'm I'm a fake juggalo.
2: I don't think there's a I mean And then they beat me up. What is a real juggalo? Like, what do you what would you have to do? Yo, bro, you can't be a real juggalo until you stab an actual clown to death. Blood in, blood out fool. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. But I got beat up for being a fake clown at an insane clown posse show. We you know what I'm worried about? I'm worried about you getting a taste and then being a posse member. Next Wha- thing you know, you're just a juggalo. You think I'm
1: going to turn into a juggalo?
2: I don't know, man. It wouldn't be the weirdest thing that you've ever pulled.
1: Name something weirder I've done. You can't think of one. Turn into a
2: juggalo. I don't know. I mean, you've turned, you. let's not forget, you've turned, like, you've done 180s on a lot of things here on Dirty Sports Podcast.
1: Yeah, because I evolve as a human being. I
2: know, that's what I'm saying. You're like, oh, it's ridiculous. i got to go to the fucking Cl- Clownvis Presley. And then next thing you're like, Clownvis Presley's actually pretty good. Like, kind of, like, I mean, if you like Elvis, I'm just saying, he's well, probably the closest thing to well, he, look, Elvis. He, here's my approach. <laughs> I've been really listening, I've been really getting into it. Clownfish is now on my workout mix.
1: Here's my approach going into this.
2: Next thing you know, you're doing the Little Beach workout and fucking clown paint.
1: I am going in with an open mind. I really want to... I'm not going in with a negative mindset. I'm going in with open arms. I really want to
2: experience this. You really want to embrace the posse. Yeah,
1: because wh- why am I going to go in like with a fucking
2: stick up my ass? I want to go in... Because they're all lunatics that are adults dressed as clowns. But
1: that's the point, you're man. Going to see
2: a rap metal show. Embrace,
1: dude. You only live once, man. Going to St. Cloud Posse concert. Where's
2: Where's Stanga? Stanga should be like wasn't isn't he a low key, Posse <laughs> member? Is he a, is he a is he a former Juggalo? Yeah, I think so. Shit, I can't believe didn't take you up on. Dude, I didn't get one response back. I know,
1: which is pretty amazing. I thought, okay, for sure somebody's gonna go. Yeah, I'll go. When I especially when I offered to buy somebody's ticket. That means we don't have like any juggalos. It's like a whole other world, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, that's a Te- bet.
2: Text your boy Sam Tripley, Have him put it out to his audience. I feel like he's probably they probably have some juggalo fans. Do you think
1: Punch Drunk's got some juggalos? Yeah, I feel like they might. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Well, that's last year's bet. This year, we got to get to NFL, Prano. You are in a big hole.
2: Ten game hole over the last two weeks alone
1: ten games no one has ever faced a double digit deficit I don't we,
2: think that's true that's a hundred percent true. you haven't gone back and checked all the weeks dude, I know for a fact I don't have to go back. no one's ever been down I'm not sure digits. that that's true because remember the first year when I lost i was I was up huge i I blew it all in the last like three weeks
1: the Mike Smith yeah. But oh, he just got fired. Where was he? He was a defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Bucks.
2: Bye. <laughs> That's who you're firing? The defensive coordinator? All right.
1: Yeah, but, but you're down ten games. We've yep. we done six weeks. Now
2: obviously there's 17 weeks in the NFL season. So yep. you have eleven weeks. Yep. And I now I'm changing my strategy. I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop giving my Every week I just give my take first. That's now, not
1: true. That's just not true. Every week. That's not true
2: at all, Prano. So now I, I get to play the Ruther game where I sit back and decide if I want to pick up a game here or pick up a game there. Really? Yeah, I got to go. I got to go into grind out mode. I got to go into hold the ball. It's never too early to start strategizing for the end of the year. Bro, I could strategize
1: 100%. All right. But you also can't make me pick the games first every time.
2: Who whoever's up should have to pick the games first. What do you mean? You're up ten games, so I should have to pick the games first.
1: Every all whatever fourteen or fifteen games are being played. That's bullshit. But I don't really care because I trust myself. And all you dirtballs out there who were like, "Oh, fucking Prano, over," your boy's winning. So you can either hop on my fucking team or you can listen to Note Show over here pick his giants every goddamn week who can't cover
2: anything. And don't forget, if you want to go to the Insane Clown Posse show with Andy Ruther, who should probably add a Make America Great Again hat to that while you're down there, uh, just remember, the last time fucking I lost at this, Ruther hadn't done 9-11 yet, so...
1: No, this is how it works. I beat you... In 2015, and you have beat me in 2016 and 2017. This is our fourth year. And at this rate, we're going to be split, fam. We're going to have to have that five-game
2: series next year. Play play the percentages, guys. You think think Ruth will be up 20 games by the end of this?
1: I don't have to be up 20 games. All I have to do is, after week 17, be up one game. Are we making a bet? What, what are we doing?
2: I don't know. Are we? What do you got? When's the intent Clown Posse show?
1: next wednesday
2: a week from yesterday yeah okay
1: i'm going i mean i got to knock that out
2: I, when you go i'll know that you're you're good for it we we'll, we can make and you you've got a week to come up with a bet
1: okay that's fair all right so i i got the can you see the lines i know the I lights can't. Are, you, fuck
2: you, you but, put the light in the way
1: the lights in the way
2: <gasps> that's right not, that's not the way to do it huh oh
1: shit bro all right uh-huh. No, you gotta unscrew it. You know how it works. Just keep talking. All right, I know. Sorry, I'm 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 just OCD over here. All right, so I got the lines up. This week, week seven. Like I said, eleven more weeks. Here, you need help with that. It's done. You sure? Yeah. You sure it looks good? Yeah. Looks great. YouTube audience, does it look good.
2: It's fantastic. That's where I used to keep it anyway. Now I gotta put on my. I should have brought my
1: glasses. Can you see? Is this pointless to bring up on the screen? No, it's great. I'm trying to show new technology we have. Okay. Week seven starts tonight. Yep. Terrible game. The Denver Broncos travel to the Arizona Cardinals where they are a one-point favorite. And by they, I mean the Cardinals are one-point favorite at home. You want me to start first? I will start first. I'm going Denver.
2: It's Denver Cardinals in Wash in uh in Arizona. There's no point in doing this cuz you can't see, can't see it. I can't see it. I cuz I left my glasses in the car. I had my sunglasses. Damn. Don't I, was all... I I can I can pretty much see it. But that says Westgate at the top. Okay, Denver, Arizona. I'm going Denver as well. All right. On to the London game. Cheerio. Oh, now I see it. Okay, I got it. All I see right. what I'm looking at.
1: The Titans play the Chargers. At 6.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, the Chargers are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Big spread.
2: Where is It's in London. It's in London. 9.30 Eastern. I I assume it's Wembley. Uh, Could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know where they're playing. Who you got, Ruther?
1: Six-and-a-half is a big spread. Let me think about this one for a minute. Tennessee has looked awful offensively. The Chargers have looked good offensively. I think the wild card is they're playing in the UK. Therefore, I'm going to take Tennessee.
2: I'm going to take the Chargers. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't sure who I liked in this one. I agree. The wild card is is London. Um, Tennessee potential back bounce back game after looking horrible. Uh, I got to pick up games. Where I got to pick up games. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. All right. Now, now my new thing is because we have. Just so you guys know, we have the. On my TV, we have the games on, but I don't think that's going to look good because the camera angle, They, I, I'm looking. I just look up. It looks weird. Anyway.
2: Well, you know, you could keep your head level and just use your eyes to look up, right? Yeah, that's a good point.
1: <laughs> All right, Cleveland tra- travels to Tampa Bay. The Bucks are a three-and-a-half-point favorite.
2: Um, At Tampa Bay, you know what? I fucking think Cleveland is trash, but... Uh, I'm taking Cleveland. I'm
1: 100% taking Cleveland in this one. Jameis yeah. Winston,
2: come on. Jameis Winston, multiple sack fumbles. Like, when you watch, like, I, I saw people defending the Jameis Winston. Like, oh, he had four. It's like his game that everybody's saying, like, oh, four TDs. Like, this is this was just what Ryan Fitzpatrick was doing for weeks.
1: When you also have to be aware of garbage time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, any garbage time touchdowns, you just got to remember that. It's just it's a stat pattern. All right, so we both have the Browns there. Carolina travels to Philly where the Eagles are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Now, the Eagles have had ten days of rest since that Thursday night game. Yep. Carolina's not looking good. I think the Eagles are going to really start clicking. I'm going to take uh, Philly.
2: I'm going to take Philly as well. Uh, I agree with you. I think Philly's going to start – I, I don't know about clicking like I'm not I've heard a lot of people say that oh the, you know there's gonna come a point this year where the Eagles just start it's like they still have a lot of injuries and they're still just not they're not nearly the team that they were last year uh, like Ajayi's hurt, blunt is gone like that's that's their running game right there they've they've got injuries. Uh, on both sides of the ball, their defensive backs are as bad as I said that they were last year, that they, they played way above their heads. But I, I'll tell you what, man, I'm I'm off the cam train. I was never really on the cam train. My cam argument was always, well, you have the best defense in the league. You could be a good, fine quarterback and do what him and Russ did for a couple of years there. But like, they don't have that defense anymore. He embarrassed himself down the stretch of that that last game. I'm off the cam train. Cam's Dwight Howard. He's, his, he's not going to change his game. He's not suddenly going to become a pocket passer. He's going to become less and less of an effective tailback as he gets older. I'm off the cam train.
1: Did you see the post-game thing with him and Josh Norman?
2: That he wanted to talk to him and he didn't want to talk yeah. to him? Yeah. But don't forget, it's Kelvin Benjamin who's a piece of shit that didn't want to talk to him before the fucking Buffalo. It's like, a lot of people seem to have a problem with Cam Newton.
1: I do know some people on the inside. Uh,
2: I've heard he is very high maintenance. He, he dresses like Pharrell on acid. Yeah.
1: I, I I dated a girl for a minute who was basically... Off- who, was hit,
2: who was in charge of putting the feather in his hat every week. <laughs> <laughs> she was his feather assistant.
1: She was basically offered a position, uh, a creative position with Cam Newton's team and she turned it down because of course he's like every person who has a, I don't know, some sort of entertainment stuff going on out here in LA. And, uh, that it was, it was dealing with that type of high maintenance, high drama. That, that, it, it, and she didn't want to take that job. You know,
2: it goes back to the same thing that we're, we've been talking about, like with, you know, I know everybody wants to be taking shots at Odell every week because he's punching a fan and kicking a kicking net and all that. How much different is that truly than your team's down and you're this guy?
1: (laughs) That's amazing.
2: He turns into the great cornholio. He turns into the sad cornholio every time they're down. Like, How much worse is it really a look? To be like angry punching a fan guy versus uh towel boy. I need my head towel so that I can mope until I can put my fedora on and not answer questions in the locker room and be like, like the you know the Jalen Ramsey thing, the fucking Cam Newton thing, the like you're you're you have a terrible game, so you're like. What are you about? Forget it. I'm not going to talk. I'm going to be a mopey bitch. Like, honestly, when you really... Like, I get that one draws attention to you, but, like, shouldn't they both draw attention? Like the Cam Newton fucking... Cam Newton turning into fucking the great Cornholio anytime they're losing a game, and then he comes out on the field and he stinks. Isn't that just as bad a look?
1: I would disagree with that. I think punching... A What was he punching? A fan, a heater, whatever it is, is a lot different than just sitting and moping. They're both negative attention, for sure.
2: I mean, just think about it as like... But he took a lot... Cam also took a lot of shit after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Deservingly so. Right. Didn't didn't try to recover his own fumble. Not
1: just the game. I'm talking about, do you remember the post-Super Bowl press conference? Yeah. He took a lot of
2: shit. I'm just saying my point is everybody wants to jump on. It's like there's not a ton of difference, if you ask me. Well, I think he's – Between, at the- like, being the, being the big, you know, upset guy and the small version of the upset guy. The I'm not going to move. I'm going to mope. You're watching the game. Is my screen frozen or is Cam just turned into a statue with a f- towel on his head?
1: Well, I think, you know, he's at that point in his career – Where, you know, it it is kind of, uh, I don't know if I want to say make or break, but, you know, he entered the league in 2011. He won the MVP in 2015. So, you know, that was four seasons ago. Yeah. So he's definitely getting some mileage. We'll see. I'll be curious to see how it plays out, to be honest.
2: I am not curious. I know exactly how it's going to play out. The the, peak cam is long gone. Pete cam was 2015. He's not going to get better at running the ball. He's not a pocket passer. He's never been a pocket passer.
1: Well, that's what he has to learn.
2: We've been saying this about quarterbacks for years. Well, as Michael Vick slows down, he's going to have to learn to become more of a pocket passer. type. Oh, here we go. Let's see if that fucking works. It's not going to happen. He's He doesn't have touch. He doesn't. He has a great arm.
1: I think I think Russell Wilson's evolved his game into more pocket passing. I mean, he still runs a lot. He's evolved
2: his game. But he was never – like, again, the thing with Russell Wilson, He was. they were never designing runs for Russell Wilson. They were never doing it.
1: Okay, fair enough. He was
2: always scrambling. a scramble guy. What he does the, – the problem with Russell Wilson's game as opposed to Cam Newton's game – is Russell is quick to take that ball down? In my opinion, again, I've said this multiple times. I think he knows he's elusive, and instead of sitting in the pocket and delivering, he's like, oh, time to go!" And it's like, man, it's that it's that half a second that's the difference between you taking a sack or taking a, a two-yard turning a sack into a two-yard game versus. Those guys who just stand there and deliver—that's exactly what we're talking about. What I've talked about with Eli Manning, thirty-eight-year-old Eli Manning is now. I'll just check down, and it's like for years that was the beauty of Eli Manning: good, bad, and different. He's gonna fucking take that hit, and he's gonna throw the ball downfield. And Cam Newton is Cam Newton is never that. Cam Newton has always been: I'm gonna run off tackle, or I'm gonna fucking you know. I'm going to throw the ball, but he's never been a great passer. He's never been a great passer. No, I agree. All
1: right, let's move through these games. The Vikings travel to New York to face the Jets. The Vikings are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Who you got? Uh, I know some people are buying into the Jets' hype. They've won a couple games. Minnesota has bounced back, won a couple games. I think Mike Zimmer is too good of a coach to allow this to be a close game with a rookie quarterback. Therefore, I'm going to take the Vikings on the road.
2: I'm going to take the Vikings as well. I just think, I think the Vikings are better than they've looked. I don't, I'm not, I'm not on the Vikings are a contender train, whether their defense is, becomes the defense that they were the last couple of years or not. I, I have been open about it for a long time, I think. Kirk Cousins is grossly overrated and um but I think that the Jets are not as good as they as they've looked against certain teams and I uh, I'm going to take the Vikings.
1: All righty. Next up, Detroit travels to Miami. They are a Wait, is this correct? Yeah. Oh, cuz Miami cuz Tannehill still not playing. Right. So Miami is a 3-point underdog at home against the Lions. Yep. Now, Miami just won last week against the Bears at home. Right. So this is an interesting spread. Brock Osweiler getting the start. He played all right last week. He did. He also was helped. They were some amazing But I think, players. But I think we
2: agree that the Bears' defense is a lot better than Detroit's defense. Agree. I think the Bears are a better team.
1: Agree. That's why this is a surprising spread for me right now. Hmm. I'm gonna take Miami. I'm gonna take Detroit. you were you were waiting for me
2: to pick that, I was, weren't you? I, I was basically trying to talk you into it too. I think that uh, I think Miami obviously had a a game last week. Everybody was on the Bears train. I think that was um, I think that was just as much a, a failure on the Bears' part as it was a great performance by. Miami, I think it was a perfect storm. I don't think Detroit is that good. I don't necessarily think Detroit's going to come out there and fucking dominate. But I do think that what are the chances that you get multiple, like, decent performances out of Brock Osweiler?
1: Probably not good, but whatever. Fuck it. I got such a big lead on you. I can take these chances.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, you're not taking chances. I've let you make your pick. Were you acting like you just fucking went bungee jumping?
1: Taking a chance, Frano. Taking a chance. The Patriots travel to the Bears, who we were just talking about, where they are a three-point favorite. I'll take New England. I'm for sure taking New England. we got to talk about New England for a minute. We have more Aaron Hernandez news. It never goes down. So, basically...
2: Oh, it goes down
1: all right. What's that supposed to mean?
2: I mean, is the news about him blowing dudes?
1: (laughs) So, you know, they're doing this big... Six part.
2: Series? I thought we had to talk about the Patriots because of Belichick's just the, the the blinking guy meme he gave about Lawrence the Lawrence Taylor question, which that, is my, one, one of my favorite reactions of the year so far. Well,
1: th- I was going to talk about that too. It's
2: great. They brought up Khalil Mack. Honestly, to I, I don't want to even like defend the report, but like Khalil Mack is the closest thing we've had to Lawrence Taylor, a- and a- a- as far as I can remember, mm. who.
1: I don't know. Some of these guys have had... like He's only played a few years. Some of these guys have had amazing years. Who?
2: Von Miller? I mean, look. Lawrence Taylor was an edge rusher, no doubt about it. But Lawrence Taylor did a lot more than be an edge rusher. Khalil Mack, Defensive Player of the Year. Khalil Mack, All-Pro at two positions. Khalil Mack... The interception, return, the pick sixes, the strip sacks. Like, I, I love Von Miller. Von Miller's great. Here we go. This is the Drew Brees thing all over again. Denver Broncos fans are going to be bombing our apartment. But, like, no. I, I think as, a, it, as far as uh, being dynamic and being a, a defensive player on multiple levels of defense. I'm not going to argue. Defense, I would I just use that name
1: of player. Yeah. I tossed out. One came to mind. I tossed out Von Miller. I'm not going to argue with you on that one, though. So... Yeah, basically, a reporter asked Bill Belichick if Khalil Mack was on the level of LT, and he didn't know how to react. He was yeah.
2: so. It was great. His re- he's like, we're talking about Lawrence Taylor now. He's like, what? he's like, am I uh, am I being punked? Did this- you see
1: what Lawrence Taylor tweeted? I no. think he just tweeted. Literally, I think he just tweeted after that came out. What he said. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Something like that. I told you, if you watch if you watch the Football Life yet on LT? No. On the the NFL Network's Football Life of Lawrence Taylor, Bill Belichick says he could be the greatest player in NFL history. Greatest player. He didn't specify defense. Yeah. Which I think is very uh, well, interesting.
2: I mean, f- for a reason like there's it's almost not arguable. And if Bill Belichick's not going to hear arguments, then that's a pretty good sign that he's the best defensive player of all time. Right? Yeah. If you're a Bill Belichick type and you buy in to defense wins championships and I'll start there and give me the best defensive player and I'll figure out the rest, It, it it's almost like then he's the best player.
1: Well, he won two MVPs, right? He won
2: one MVP. One, okay, I'm yeah. wrong. One. But he's the last defensive player to win an MVP. Yeah. Belichick is a fucking savage.
1: This, so you, as we've discussed, Boston Globe is doing this spotlight series on Aaron Hernandez called A Killer in the Huddle. This is the most savage shit. So after he gets arrested in June of 2013, according to former linebacker, Dane Fletcher. This is what Belichick does. He speaks with the Patriots and says this. He is not part of this team. He will not be spoken about in this locker room. Yo! One of their players just got arrested for murder, and Belichick's like, he will not be
2: spoken about. This was after he was already gone? This was after he got arrested. But at the time, he was under contract with them? I guess he had to have been right.
1: He was arrested in June of 2013. It doesn't. Spe- it doesn't specify
2: right. when he made that statement. So it's off season. Yeah. I mean, what's
1: Belichick supposed to say? But there's more to this, dude. This stuff gets. This stuff gets crazy. I like. I'm actually gonna end up reading this whole. I'm just reading the highlights. I want to actually read this whole Boston Globe report. So apparently. Aaron Hernandez, one of the Patriots, to trade him. Are you
2: more obsessed with Aaron Hernandez or O.J. Simpson?
1: Oh, dude, it's it's so close. You don't find this stuff fascinating, dude? He was killing people, fucking dudes, and playing for the Patriots. This this is I'm I'm jerking off to this. This is like a
2: thirty for thirty. It's a weird like Dexter thing, right? What 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 part of his homosexual life slash murdering people gets you the most turned on?
1: It's it's fascinating, bro.
2: I I agree it's fascinating, but the jerking off to it's a okay, little... Okay, maybe that was a little extreme. I don't know. You did the hand motion and everything.
1: I know. I didn't really have to do that for camera. Okay. So, oh, oh there it that's is. that's a gif. There it is. Clip that gif. Yeah. Oh, and I'm clipping you, too, of being uh, Cornholio. Okay. <laughs> he wanted to be traded to the West Coast because he thought he, there was going to be
2: retaliation for his murder. Yeah. <laughs> but... Gang members don't have planes, so we're good. Just get me to the West Coast.
1: And Belichick wouldn't do it. But this is this is the part that
2: gets really creepy.
1: Some of Hernandez's teammates reportedly picked up warning signs about his erratic behavior. In part three of the series, it's which was just published, says, Former Patriots wideout Brandon Lloyd, remember him? Yep. Details some advice Wes Welker told him about Hernandez. Listen to this shit, guys. Welker stops me, again, this is coming from Brandon Lloyd. Welker stops me and kind of touches me on my shoulders, and he's looking at me wide-eyed in my face and says, your locker is between Gronkowski and Hernandez. I just want to warn you that he's he's going to talk about being bathed by his mother. He's going to have his genitalia out in front of you while you're sitting out on your stool. He's going to have his towel and try to dry off in front of you while you're sitting at your locker. He's going to talk... About gay sex. Just do your best to ignore it. (laughs) (laughs) Even walk away.
2: Who was the one telling him that? Wes Welker. Yeah. Fucking Welker. His genitalia is going to be out, bro.
1: Although, whatever. The nudity thing, everyone's naked in the locker room. But if if he's... if I'm sitting down and this guy's drying off with his junk out, talking to me about gay sex, come on.
2: It's weird, dude. The guy the guy had a weird... I mean, it sounds like... And again, this is why I'm all for... Like, we need Aaron Rodgers. We need Odell. We need one of these superstars to come out. I feel like this... Part of this is definitely some sort of... Homophobia? Well, just like... Homophobia, but then on, like, Aaron Hernandez's part, like, his closeted homosexuality slash, like, some, like, raging over it. and But, but,
1: but it's, yeah, but it's crazy. He's closeted, but he's not. He's talking to his teammates about fucking dudes. So he's technically not closeted gay.
2: He wasn't open gay, though, right? True. It wasn't, I mean, we knew about Michael Sam. He wasn't, I'm a gay athlete. And he's probably never, he was probably never able to do that. Again, this does not excuse him being a murderer, (laughs) a mass murderer. Yeah. Boston fans are like, doesn't it though? Doesn't it? I mean.
1: Dude, I mean, it's fascinating. Or you can go back to college, him playing the same team with Riley Cooper and fucking Tim Tebow. Yeah. With Urban Myers, the
2: coach. You tell me you're not fascinated by this Aaron Hernandez shit. Is it like, Tebow sending Urban Meyer texts about being raped by Aaron Hernandez. He's like, I didn't see I don't know how to use a phone. Phone, I don't. Tech, me, no understand texty. <laughs> Throws his phone While away.
1: While Riley Cooper's like, I walked in the locker room and them queers was having yeah. sex. I walked the fuck out of there. Yeah.
2: Like, man, fucking, them fucking Latino fellers <laughs> and their fucking dudes. I walk in, I fucking if him. I'm gonna watch fucking dudes fucking in the locker room, better be two white dudes. Got fucking
1: queers. He's probably got one of them rainbow flag tattoos. He's got all them tattoos on his body. You should get him a rainbow flag because he's a fucking homo. I think Aaron Hernandez might be more fascinating at this point. He is. Just there's just two there's just so many layers of his story. Murderer, closeted homosexual, played with all those guys at Florida. Then he played for Bill Belichick and the Patriots.
2: The the wild card in this, and I've said this about the OJ thing too. The wild card's always the CTE man. Like take all that, mix it up, pour in some CTE. You got yourself a bomb, bro.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. All right, let's move through these games. Buffalo travels to Indy. The Bills. I do have something to say about this one. The Bills are starting Derek Anderson, who they signed last week. That's right, guys. Derek Anderson, the same guy who has started four games in
2: seven years. This is former Bengals quarterback from the '80s. You thinking of Kenny Anderson? Oh, Kenny Anderson. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is uh, the wide receiver from the Rams, the late '80s, early '90s. No, that was Flipper Anderson. Yeah. What? This is the this is the kicker. This is the... Uh, That's Morton Anderson. Okay. I don't know who we're talking about. Yeah. Who? Derek Anderson. Oh, is he the one that played on the Panthers? He was Cam's backup. Oh, right. Okay. He's, uh, he's young enough to still play in the NFL? He was on vacation when he got a call. This is a fact. On vacation from playing in the NFL. Correct. Right.
1: <laughs> Again, he has started four games in seven years.
2: So he's well-rested. Aver- so he's, he's well-rested. So well it's going on. Unlike Wade Miley yesterday, they almost pitched on short rest. He's on 700 days rest. Let
1: me, let, me just, let me just go through the bills right now. Let me just go through this whole process that they've completely fucked up. They draft Josh Allen. Before that, they had signed A.J. McCarron. A.J. McCarron does not have a good preseason. Okay, whatever. He doesn't have a good preseason. They trade him to the Raiders. They decide Nathan Peterman... Is ready and Josh Allen ready, gets yeah. <laughs> and Josh Allen gets hurt. Let's not
2: forget they got rid of Tyrod. Oh yeah. Who started their playoff game last year? That's a good point. That's a good point. I look, I hate to go down this, I hate to beat a dead bush, as you would say, but how bad is Tyrod Taylor? <laughs> how bad is Tyrod Taylor that they were like, McCarron, Peterman, Anderson, we'll fucking figure it out. So
1: now Derek Anderson is starting. I'm talking about beating a dead bush, but I have to bring it up, guys. When you see this shit, and I had to tweet it out on Dirty Sports. I also wanted to get the triggered people going. This is where the Kaepernick stuff, it it blows my mind. I want to take politics out of it. Let's take all that shit out of it. I don't care about that stuff. I'm talking about winning football games for the Buffalo Bills. If you think Derek Anderson gives your team a better shot to win than Colin Kaepernick, who hasn't played in two years, then you just don't understand football. And, and, and I'm going to take it one step further. All these owners, I went through and I looked at the backups of all 32 teams last night. It's a joke, dude. It's a joke. None, of, Dude, all of these teams... Our one ACL. We've seen that. Away we've, from
2: just sucking. We've seen that a lot recently. We, I mean, look at the Packers, the Texans. Who else just in the last couple of years? The Bills. Yeah. Like, it. it's bad, like. It doesn't make. I mean, the fucking the Dolphins. They 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 signed Jay Cutler last year. Him and Adam Gase are friends, and they had they once went four and twelve together on the Bears. That's why that happened. It's just it's so stupid. And and when you bring the Kaepernick
1: thing into it, like this idiot was going back and forth on Twitter, guys. You know Prano's early argument about the NBA people who hate it, like the people who hate the NBA. It's that same person. I'm, I'm telling you, it's that same exact. If you did a Venn diagram, I don't even. I don't even know how much of Colin Kaepernick's politics I agree with. I don't even know all his politics. I don't care. But, but it's this point of, oh, he wouldn't take that money, dude. Do you not want your team to win? Yeah, dude. To me, if I own an NFL team, the main goal is to win games. <laughs> You're not winning games with Brandon Brandon Whedon as your backup. You're just not. Look, look, look at the fucking ramps. I'll, I'll bring them into it. The Rams' backup is Sean Mannon. If Jared Goff goes down, I know how talented the Rams are. How many games are they winning with Sean Manning? Who the fuck is Sean Manning?
2: Maybe somebody thought he was Sean Manning and thought he was like the last brother. Like
1: <laughs> the- but but these people who, who... This guy's still going back and forth. He hasn't played in two years. Either has Derek Anderson.
2: And also Derek Anderson was never good at any point the but then the question is are the bills trying to win they're are, not they're not are they is this is this their way of just not winning and not having any sort of you know locker room hoopla but like i've already like the the whole the distraction thing is like just I like I'm so sick of that as like an excuse for any of these people for Odell, for a- Antonio Brown, for Le'Veon Bell, for uh, the it's the National Football League. Every single thing that of any sort of consequence that happens whatsoever gets talked about endlessly. Stop it with a distraction. Stop it! It's like saying that you know the fucking uh, the Bears aren't going to bring back Chris Conte because the fucking stiff arm is going to be a distraction when he gets off the the thing. It's like every single thing that happens in the NFL is talked about nonstop. Good, bad, Tebow, Mayfield, fucking Johnny Manziel, Antonio Brown, Roethlisberger, Manning. Odell, LeVion, Kaepernick, fucking everything. Everything. Ezekiel Elliott. How many fucking stories that just get blown out of proportion by the non-stop, 24-7 media circus? The Patriots are dealing with Aaron Hernandez. The dude's been dead for fucking two years. It's it not nah, This distraction thing is such a joke. Well, it is a joke, and
1: I agree. And it—it's just people who hate his politics. And again, I don't give a fuck about that shit. What can you do on the field? If you think Derek Anderson gives you a better shot to win, dude, I'm not even. I am not even joking. Fuck it. I'll just say it. I am not even joking when I say this. I think fucking cancer ridden Jim Kelly gives the Buffalo Bills a better chance to win this Sunday than Derek Anderson.
2: So you're taking the Colts? Seven and a half, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say that extra half point. God, I just. Are the Colts going to win a game by eight points?
2: I don't know. Are they?
1: Out of my spite for Buffalo, I'm going to have to take the I'm going to take your
2: boy Derek Anderson and the Bills. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking the Bills. You're taking the Colts.
1: God damn, you're goading me into these. (laughs) Okay, Houston at Jacksonville. The Jags are a five-point favorite. They're not looking good. I'm taking Houston.
2: Uh, The Jags are a five-point favorite. It's in Jacksonville. Oh, man. I kind of want to take Jacksonville, but yeah, that's a... Mm. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Houston as well. I just think that's a division game of a uh, that's a that's a monkey shit fight. That's my that's my forget forget Spider Man pointing Spider Man memes. It's it's those that's a monkey throwing shit at each other game.
1: All right, the Colts. I'm sorry, not the Colts. The Saints travel to Baltimore. The Ravens are a two and a half point favorite. I'm taking Baltimore. Saints are going to take an L. My boy Breeze is leaving the bubble. He's leaving. He's leaving the dome. Two and a half. I th- and I like. I like the Ravens' defense.
2: Yeah, um, I'm going to take the Saints. Um, Baltimore is just too inconsistent for me. I like Baltimore. I think Baltimore is. Uh, I think Baltimore is like I've said it the whole year. I think they're a sneaky team because. I think they're a sneaker team because of this, though. Like, week in, week out, you don't know what the fuck you're going to get from Baltimore. I also, the Saints' D is not good, but like, the Saints, I don't know how many points the Saints need to score to win this game. I mean, it was just a couple of weeks ago that didn't Baltimore score nine in the game. Like, I'm going with the Saints.
1: Fair point. Their offense isn't good. Yeah. But I'm going to trust the Ravens' defense. All right, the Cowboys travel to the Redskins where the Redskins are two point favorites.
2: This is an interesting one.
1: I'm going to take Dallas. Look at me. I've been shitting on the boys all year. I'm going to take them.
2: Um, Dallas is a two point favorite? The Redskins are. I'm going to take. That's tough. I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Redskins. Ooh, lots of different picks this week. Yeah. I'm going to take the skins just I I still like the problem with me and picking this year is like I can I could tell you without a doubt the the teams like I don't know how to pick like I just don't think either of those teams are good and I don't know what the fuck to do. Like I most games I look at and I go I th- this is a shit fight. Like I think that Dallas's win over Jacksonville is like a complete like Aberration. I don't think they're that good. Washington, I, I think that they're like very, they're, they're the, the typical Alex Smith team. Like, you never know what the fuck you're going to get. He's never going to play great. He's never going to play awful. Like, I just don't know who's like, I could tell you the f- seven teams that I think have any chance of winning a playoff game in the NFL. And other than that, I don't know what to do. Like, these games between shit teams, you're like, Shouldn't it just be a shit game and then one team comes out and just... The, the Dallas beating Jacksonville that bad, like, makes almost no sense to me. And I don't think Jacksonville's that good, but I just, like, how does it fucking happen? I think there's bad... I think I think what happens in the NFL these days is wh- when we talk about these good coaches, good schemes, when you have mediocre to bad coaches and bad schemes, on any given Sunday, you could just get just... Like your shit pushed in.
1: Yeah. It's been, it is tough with those games. Basically, the AFC South and the NFC East. Yeah, exactly. It's those two divisions. You're like, who do I pick? Okay, the Rams travel to San Francisco where they are a nine and a half point favorite. Now, San Francisco looked very well, looked very good in Green Bay.
2: Yeah. Nine and a half points is big. Nine and a half is big. It's on the road. It's on the road. It's up there in San Francisco. Division game. And I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams too. Uh, I think San Francisco is better than a lot of people thought they'd be without Jimmy G. But um, I also think that they look, I just think the Packers are, the Packers are Aaron Rodgers and some dudes. The the Packers are fucking the Jackson 5. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's Michael Jackson and a bunch of guys who also have the same last name.
1: Did you see the Pierre Garcon Pierre move on Clay Matthews? Yeah, I tweeted out. Yeah, dude's cringeworthy. Yeah, <laughs> that was like white long-haired athlete meets skilled French black athlete.
2: This yeah. is what happens. Yeah, I, I think the Packers are just playing bad they're besides, not good besides Aaron Rodgers they're not good and did we have to talk about the ultimate cte talk about guys in you know homosexual relationships waving their dick around the locker room murdering people i mean you would think that would be the lead cte story of the week but the the terry bradshaw clip that resurfaced from a couple years ago of him saying he would take mccarthy over aaron rodgers 2016 get Terry Bradshaw into a fucking home before the shingles break out again. Apparently, the shingles are fucking dementia related.
1: The power of the internet.
2: I mean, that's a that that's a that's a more embarrassing deep dive than the than finding the Josh Hader tweets. <laughs> he should be apologizing. He should be like, I'm sorry. At the time, I was young. He
1: said he would rather take, that's just two years ago.
2: I want to know. Mike
1: McCarthy I over know, Aaron Rodgers.
2: I, I didn't have the time for it, but I thought about it. I want to know the fucking, I want to know the the Terry Bradshaw, Mike McCarthy relationship that's not being reported here. They golf together. They're, they, they own a boat together.
1: Look, Terry Bradshaw seems like a very nice gentleman, and I'd love to meet him. I'd love to have him on Dirty Sports, mostly to address this question. But come on,
2: bro. The other thing about Terry Bradshaw, just since we're talking about him, why is he like why, when everybody does the ring counting? Why doesn't Terry Bradshaw get? Why isn't because he, he wasn't that good? But he's got four rings, right? Yeah, Kobe five, right? Isn't that why Kobe? Uh, all of his stats are worse, but he has five. Why isn't? Why isn't it Brady, Bradshaw? Montana, Manning, Manning, like, we ring count, right? Why isn't Bradshaw there? Ask yourself that when you start ring counting. Because he wasn't very, very good. That's why. But that's that's something you need. I mean, I, I went on the... The whole Breeze conversation that we got on last week, I've still been conversing with people about Manning and Brady and Breeze and the whole fucking, the whole thing. It always comes back to...
1: You're not going to see this because you don't have good eyes. I had to pull up Terry Bradshaw's stats.
2: Yep. He
1: finished with 212 touchdowns to 210 interceptions. Yep. He never threw more than 28 touchdown passes. Very high volume interceptions. Yep. He <laughs> he finished with twenty seven thousand
2: nine hundred eighty nine career passing yards. And what's uh what was what's Breeze at right now? Fifty two thousand,
1: something like that. Breeze, it's like seventy thousand.
2: Is he? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah,
1: it does show a hole in the whole ring counting thing. All right, let's move on. The Bengals are six point favorites. I'm sorry, excuse me. Underdogs at Kansas City for the Sunday night game. 6 is a lot. It's a lot. Now, KC
2: are they going to just bounce back and look amazing? I mean, bounce back. They didn't did they not look amazing? against the Patriots? I think 6 is too much. The thing is the Bengals can score and KC doesn't have a good defense. Yep. I'm going to take Cincinnati. Great. I'm going to take I'm going to take Kansas City at home. I think Kansas I think I don't think it's a bounce back game. I think it's just Kansas City is more talented and better. And like the 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 difference between like think about think about what you're saying is six is this is a field goal game. Like at the end of that game they they were scoring touchdowns in bunches. I look, six is a lot because Cincinnati's defense is better than the Pats' defense. But, yeah, I, I'm, again, I'm on the, like, this is the thing for me. I don't think Cincinnati's very good. Offensively, they're pretty good. Although,
1: man, is Giovanni Bernard playing? I think he's a huge difference maker for that team. Because him and Mixon together are pretty good. I'll still stick with Cincinnati. Okay. All right, and you boys. Oh, talk about a dog shit Monday night football game. The Giants travel to Atlanta where the Falcons are four and a half point favorites. This could be a shootout. <laughs>
2: it's hilarious. How are the Giants in- getting involved in a shootout suddenly? Because Atlanta's
1: defense, brah.
2: Yeah. Well, we've had we've played some bad defenses and we haven't scored. They've scored 30 points once in fucking four years. I'm taking Atlanta. Oh wow. It's it's easy for me. I said this going forward. It's once. Once their season's over, and I believe that their season is now over, okay, they're not showing a lot of fun.
1: I'm gonna take the giants then.
2: Wow, a little roll
1: reversal. those are the week seven picks. okay, do we have any time for calls? Yeah, we have some time for calls. I don't know. how long are we in? about an hour and f- almost hour and forty eight minutes in bro couple calls, sure. Before we do that, Joe, I want to say I love your outfit today. Courtesy of our friends at Flag and Anthem.
2: Full Flag and Anthem t-shirt, shorts. The only thing I'm not wearing Flag and Anthem is my, my Astros hat. Yeah, I love I love this. I love their pocket tees. Let's talk about that hoodie. Dude, I I seriously do have to talk about this hoodie. This hoodie that I ordered, I forget, I think it's like the Orion hoodie or something like that. The like the strength of it. It's not like you're it's not a H and M like gap like hoodie. It's thick, it's substantial is the word they use on their site. It's substantial, has a thick zipper, it's like multi layered. It might be the best item that I've purchased. I, I gotta say, my last order if I was living in a not if I was living in not LA, my last order would have been the most fire order of all time. A thick hoodie, a thick flannel shirt. And I got a corduroy jacket with the fucking the fur collar. That shit, that's the shit Arnold's uh, biking around Venice in every morning. But a corduroy jacket, fur collar, a thick flannel, a thick hoodie. I kind of wanted to get cold just so I can wear all this stuff. I might wear my thick flannel down to San Diego tonight. It was a little breezy down by the beach last night. Such a good... I love, I love the Flag and Anthem shorts t-shirt thing. But I think they might even do like fall winter better than they do. Yeah. Spring summer.
1: I got to get that stuff next month. So go to com. you can get all that great gear. Drop promo code dirty at checkout for 25% off that first order guys. That's 25% off at com.
2: I tweeted it and um and Dirty Sports retweeted it. So uh check out my Twitter if you want the the link to the actual hoodie for hoodie season. I mean it's it's strong. All
1: right. Throw on those headphones Prano here is the deal. I absolutely got abused for saying I think maybe Saquon Barkley is the best running back in the NFL.
2: So let's hear some of those calls. I want to say before we even listen to that that I I told you that you were going to get abused. Like I was like, "Uh-oh, here we go. He's going out on a limb." But let me say a couple things before we get started one i sent you the clip bill simmons went bigger than you went he said he's the best running back he's ever seen in his lifetime he said he's walter payton meets ladanian tomlinson meets terrell davis and also let me say something else i know the argument i can't wait to hear it but i know the argument's girly
1: of course it is
2: So Just, what did girly do his first couple of years
1: so let's get to some of those calls Maybe? There we go. What's
0: up? It's uh, Brady from Phoenix. Uh, I just listened to Monday's episode, and, Ruther, I got to say, you saying Barkley is the number one running back in the NFL is a fucking joke. Uh, I'm not even a Rams fan. I'm a Seahawks fan, so I fucking hate the Rams. But, girl, he's the number one back by far. And to quote Fran on this, if you don't think so, kill yourself.
1: All right, so there it is. It's it, it's like you said, it, it, the, the play is that Todd Gurley is the number one back.
2: Gurley is an amazing running back. 2015, Todd Gurley, 1,100 yards, 4.8 yards a carry. But you looked it up, and I had already known it. A couple of huge games.
1: This is what it is for 2015. And again, guys, we're talking about me, who has watched... I have watched every single Rams game since they came out here. Yep. So two-plus seasons. Here's what kills Gurley in that rookie year. He rushed for over 700 yards in five games. So do the math on that. He rushed for over 700 yards in five games. He finished with 1,100. So in those... Other 11 games, he went for 400 total yards.
2: Year two, 885 yards, a 3.2 yards per game, yards per carry average. Last year, back up to 1,300 and a 4.7 average. But it's almost like, it's almost like Todd Gurley wasn't that great when his team sucked guess what? The Giants fucking suck. Their offensive line is the worst part about the team. They're unable to stretch the field because of their offensive line and an older quarterback. I'm Look, you, you went for it, but I'm just saying it's not ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. If you look at it, it's it would it's it's almost like saying Uh Cooper Cup Look at what he's look at his stats compared to Odell Beckham. It's not close. It's not close. Look at Cooper Cup's touchdowns, look at his receptions, look at his yards per catch. It's almost like their offense is really, really good. And their fucking scheme is really good. And their offensive line is good. And yeah. they're fucking super talented. What was where? What was wrong with Gurley in his 885 yard second season?
1: Well, it wasn't on a good team. Look, look, guys, I, I love Gurley. If, this is what it comes down to for me. This is all I was saying. I love Gurley from an eye test. A lot of that's the eye test for me from a visual. Gurley is going to. He's going to have some long runs. He's more of a power back. I'm talking. To me, Saquon, from what I see, at least from what I've seen, what, for six weeks? From what I see visually is that Saquon has the power game. He has the moves. He has the speed.
2: He's being split out of receiver on place. There's multiple catches. And, and
1: Gurley is, too. And Gurley's great as a receiver out of the backfield. Dude, I'm not saying, like, Saquon's, like, so heads and tails. But from a eye heads test. Heads and
2: shoulders? Head and shoulders? Above? Is that what you're going for? Whatever. Tomato, tomato.
1: From a visual standpoint, from
2: me, I just think I'd give the edge to Saquon right now. I'm going to just say this in your defense as the person who made the claim. Not as a Giants fan who's standing for my running back. Because I don't need to. I don't care. Um, Look at girlie's first couple of years. Look at what Saquon's doing in his first year, on a worse team. He, he wasn't getting drafted by the every-year 8-8 eight and eight Jeff Fisher. He's the second overall pick because his team fucking sucks. And they suck again. Look at what he's doing and consider that. Don't consider what Todd Gurley's doing when his team is awesome and the Giants suck. Look at year one versus year one. Look at year one versus year two. Take out the years when Todd Gurley is in his third and fourth year in the league on a great team. Just take just take that out of consideration because that's we don't know what Saquon's doing in his third and fourth year. We don't know what Saquon's doing on a great team. We only know what Saquon's doing as a rookie on a terrible team. And then look at what Todd Gurley did. When he was a rookie and when he was a second-year player under Jeff Fisher on a terrible team, on a mediocre team, just look at it. It's easy. Everybody likes to compare stuff, but you guys are comparing year four Gurley on the Rams to year one Saquon on the Giants. I don't I don't think that's how you should be doing it.
1: And I love Gurley. I do. I love watching him play. Again, I've seen... I've watched his last 38 games. I've watched them all. I've watched them all from start to finish. I know Gurley. He's amazing. He won offensive player of the year last year. He should have won the MVP last year. And at this rate, he's on pace to win the MVP this year. I love Gurley. I'm just saying, dude, the things I see Saquon do, I haven't seen since Barry Sanders. That's all I'm saying. And I've seen a lot of good running backs. Do we want to play another call about this?
2: Sure, I like people going. I like people going at you, and I like sitting back here, like listening to you defend a giant.
1: But you know, I was tweeting about it last Thursday. This isn't
2: like while I was watching the game. You're not the only person. Again, it's like this isn't this isn't hot take. It's not. This isn't Kyrie Irving's the best player in the NBA. This isn't a hot take. It's not that crazy. Not to mention for the record, I watched
1: probably 4 or 5 Penn State games last year. Like I had confidence going in. He was really
2: good. But like take it down to the take it down to the end of the year, all right? Let's take touchdowns out of the picture entirely because girl, is going to finish with 20 plus. But also like, if you're going to consider touchdowns, consider the percentage of a team's touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like, having 20 touchdowns on a team that scores 150 touchdowns is different than having 15 touchdowns on a team that scores 25 touchdowns the whole season. Like,
1: and a lot of girlies are from the one yard line this year.
2: Right. But f- f- I'm just saying, I- I'm, again, I'm not being a Giants fucking slurper here. I'm saying, Try to do this. Try to look at this in reality. What percentage of rushing yards and receiving yards of girlies does Saquon have to have on a much worse team to be like, oh, that's a fair argument? 80%? 75%? 90%? You Like, if you're out there and you're telling Ruther to kill himself over this— take give me the percent what percent of rushing yards and receiving yards does Barkley have to have as compared to Gurley on a way better team that that moves the ball way more that's on offense way more often that's that's running up the score if if Gurley finishes with 1400 yards and Saquon finishes with 1250 you don't see that as essentially the same, if not better, season on a team that fucking stinks? Barry Sanders ain't the all-time leading rusher. But if you want to talk about kill yourself.
1: Look, if you have Saquon or Gurley.
2: You arguably have the best running back in the league. That's all I'm saying. They're both great. Somewhere some Cowboys fans are like.
0: This is all that!
1: Zeke's great, too, but going to my head, I'm taking Saquon right now. You guys are pushing me more towards that. B to the Indigo had to hop in, too. Let's see what he has to say, if I can get this going.
2: Be the Indigo, Black Sports Yo, Online.
0: What's up, this B. Man, um... The hot takes was flying, bro, the other day. and You know, Andy... I be getting on Andy, but Joe, what the hell, bro? I gotta talk to you for a minute, my nigga. Like, you saying Saquon the best running back? Well, I know Andy said it, but you agree with, like, both of y'all, bro? Like, Saquon's not the best back in the league, my nigga. He's played six games. I don't like, I don't like niggas just getting crowned after a few games, bro. He's a good running back, but he's not the best running back. Todd Gurley is the best running back. He, you're saying, oh, he he don't have the moves that uh, Saquon does? He don't need them because he's a grown ass man. He just runs right through niggas. You ever watch this motherfucker, bro? I'll have Ty Gurley on my team. Nine times out of ten.
1: Nine times out of ten!
0: You're like, oh, he had a bad year. Motherfuckers can't have a bad year. He had a great rookie year, twelve hundred. Didn't have a good second year. Now he's back at it, busting shit up. Saquon didn't play six games, my nigga. That ain't that ain't enough, bruh. Couldn't do shit against Ohio State in college. For real, for real. Had like one touchdown, bottled that nigga up. Went to the league, had six good games. It's great. You're not better than Saquon. You're not better than Zeke. You're not better than Le'Veon all of a sudden, bro. I'm not I ain't going. And then you say, Oh, get Julio to ball." I- all
1: right. He, he he ends up leaving two calls, and he's all worked up saying that AJ Green's better than Julio Jones. Uh anyway, that's a whole other discussion.
2: It I mean here's, I mean, here's I mean, the thing. Where where was the hot take police when everybody crowned Ezekiel Elliott the best running back in the league after year one? Where where were they? Everybody was doing it. Oh, but that was 2 seasons ago when Todd Gurley had 885 rushing yards. So then it was okay to crown him. It was okay to crown Ezekiel Elliott the best running back in football after one season. And Todd Gurley's bad season. You want to know what's you know what? You do know want you want to know what's worse than hot take? You want to know what's worse than putting yourself out there with a hot take? Riding a fucking trend. You don't make money in the stock market buying high and selling low. Everybody was on the Ezekiel Elliott is the best running back in the league train when Todd Gurley had 885 yards and everybody was claiming he was a bust and everybody loved Zeke's rookie year. And now Todd Gurley is the best running back in football again, and 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 Adam Thielen's the best receiver in football, and the best receiving core in football is the Los Angeles Rams, and the best defense in football is the Ravens. We're all that. This is what you're doing. You're a stockbroker. You just say what is absolutely on the stats are telling you right now, right in the moment. That's not being a scout. You're just regurgitating something. Uh, the uh, best best quarterback in the whole league is uh is Tom Mahomes. Dude, that's not how it works. Where was everybody? Uh, where were the hot take police on Zeke? I'm just saying, let's see what happens. But I'm not crucifying you for saying I'm using my fucking eyes and watching a great player on a terrible team be fucking great tell me make the calls next week tweet at me what percentage what percentage of total yards from scrimmage does somebody have to have on a terrible team to meet what Todd Gurley's doing
1: and and again let's let me reiterate we're talking about two great running backs I don't. I don't want this to get lost in the mix. Like, oh, we're shitting on Gurley for some reason. That always gets that always gets lost. Like the, the Drew Brees thing.
2: Well, but again, it, honestly, uh, like, where were, Let's go back. Let's go back in our calls. I want the Todd Gurley is the best running back in the NFL phone call from two years ago. I want it. Where is it? If you didn't make it, you're a pussy and you don't know what you're talking about because you're just telling me that the best offensive player on the best offensive team is the best offensive player. That ain't how it works, man. That ain't how it works. Adam Thielen's the best receiver in all of football. He's not. He's not.
1: All right, let's end the show on a lighter note. A a lighter phone call. Man, my Skype is just really shit in the bed today.
0: Yes, hi, this is John Murphy. I'm the head of security with Hotel Oceana. I'm leaving a message for a Andy Ruther, who was once employed. Um, I've got a couple phone calls regarding some stolen property. Mostly alcohol. Um, we're just looking to do an investigation. Um, possibly f- looking for an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> you give us a call back here at the hotel. Once again, that's John Murphy, head of security. I have some questions I'd like to ask you. Um, thank you.
1: Oh, shit, man. They finally caught up to me. Oh, my my trouble passed. It's caught up to me, Prano.
2: By the way, quick. Can we do a quick uh can I do a quick aside before we get into that? Sure. Julio Jones has seven hundred and eight yards receiving. He's four yards behind Thielen for the league lead. AJ Green has four hundred and ninety four yards receiving. What do you think's closer? AJ Green to Julio Jones or Saquon Barkley to Todd Gurley?
1: Well, do you want to play the call now of him going off
2: on Julio? No. I just want you to I just want you to answer the question.
1: His argument was that that they do try to get Julio the ball. he just can't catch it in the end zone, the red zone.
2: Well, he catches it everywhere else out of the red zone because he has fucking 240 more yards than A.J. Green. What do you think is closer? A.J. Green to Julio Jones, total, total yards receiving right now, or Saquon Barkley to Todd Gurley, total yards rushing? Take the receiving out of it. Well, it's definitely Gurley and Barkley. So... Take your homer shit and blog about it on Black Sports Online. And again, I love Gurley. I love Julio. I love AJ Green.
1: These are all great players. Yeah. We're not talking about shit players, guys.
2: But I'm just saying, if we want to play the game where you just look at who's leading the league and stuff, and then you say that's the best... Be prepared to get that shit, have, have it bite you in the ass.
1: Oh, I love the phone calls. The hotline is 310-359-8365. Are
2: you worried at all about this investigation? I mean, or do you delete your, do you think you delete the history?
1: The spreadsheet's on an
2: old computer, my old IBM. Well, you probably shouldn't say that on the air. My old ThinkPad. Specifically now, do you still have your ThinkPad? It's in my closet. See, what are you doing? It's like <laughs> you're, this is, you're not exactly fucking staying strong under pressure.
1: I kind of like. I told you it's like the other day when I was shipping. Uh, C-
2: can you pull that out, by the way? Can you get that ThinkPad going? Can we just can we uh, post the uh, a screenshot I, of the? I don't know if it's still the works. Excel spreadsheet.
1: I don't know if it still works or if I still
2: have the spreadsheet. That should be your banner. I might your have Twitter de- page. I might have deleted it. The spreadsheet of stolen. Who keeps a spreadsheet of stolen items? Some fucking serial killer shit, like wanting to get caught. He's like, I was, the, I was the wet bandit. Every time I'd steal a bottle, I'd leave a sink on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you, I'm a very... You,
1: dude, you know how many spreadsheets I have. No. No, you don't understand in general. Like, I am very good and meticulous with keeping track of things, especially analytics or any sort of money-making things. So I am, like, number one on spreadsheets. So I, if you went to my Google Drive right now, you'd see so many fucking spreadsheets. And uh, I wanted to keep track because I stole so much shit. I wanted to keep track how much money I made stealing. Love it. <laughs> All right, guys. That's the show. Prano will be live tonight in Encinitas.
2: Encinitas, yeah. First Street Bar in Encinitas. I was just down in San Diego last night. It was super fun. I love it down there. Encinitas, if you're if you're in and around Encinitas or anywhere in the area, come out. Tonight's going to be super fun. Uh, it's a short show. Ivy Miller, who's like a... Hot surfer chick turned comedic talent. Chad Goes Deep. Myself, Grant Cotter, who I've never worked with, but I know he's super funny. All hosted by Chris Cote. Um, It's going to be fun. I'll be down there. Uh, Come out. Also come out November 4th at the Comedy Store. Uh, The Save the Waves Foundation. Comedy Wipeout. Me, Lachlan Patterson, Eddie Ift. Uh, Chad Goes Deep again. Please, 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 if you're in Los Angeles or you're around Los Angeles, come to that show. It's gonna be dope. You've done the main room. It's a fucking super fun room. It's great. It's it's you know, when it's crowded, it's great. The it seats 350, it's all for a good cause. Come support the ecosystems around the coast if you're in LA. All
1: right, guys. Dirtysports.com at fix your life for Joe on Twitter, at Joe Prano on Instagram, at Andy Ruther for me, all the above. And uh, yeah, keep leaving any iTunes reviews or screenshots of using our promo codes or our sponsors and you get some koozies. And uh, subscribe to us on YouTube.
2: Can I do one more quick shout out? Yeah. Shout out to everybody who sent me a uh, code for uh, League Pass. All the people. I'm sure I'm going to have to go through them at some point. But if you sent me a League Pass uh, password, Shout-out to you. Slide back into my DMs, whether I use one of yours or not. I'll send you some Prano 2020 merch. I'll send you a special if you want. I'll send you some stickers. I'll sign some shit. Whatever you want. Thanks for League Pass. Uh, so excited for the NBA. And uh, So shout-out to everybody who sent me League Pass. Because well, fucking sending me Reddit streams forward slash NBA, please do not slide into my DMs.
1: Tomorrow night? You get nothing. Tomorrow night, Lakers. Tonight. Tonight? tonight, uh, Tonight's Thursday.
2: Yeah. Oh, bro, I'm going to have the two TVs going. Yeah. It's, It's who? It's Lakers. Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Love it.
1: All right, that is the show, guys. Thank you for listening. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.